Uh, I took two sips of Secrets Escapes and have pissed twice. Oh, you actually cracked that, huh? How does that taste? It's awful. It's awful? (laughs) It looks rather nuclear. Dude. Would you like to read to the audience what uh, what you're drinking right now, Dan? It's a Seagram's Escapes Code Red. Um, Strawberry daiquiri flavor. The fuck? Mm, (laughs) There's a Code Red version. (laughs) It's a virgin strawberry daiquiri plus 2% alcohol. It's like the the spirit of a virgin daiquiri in an actual daiquiri. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official uh, in-betweenquel of our uh, final season four episode and the premiere of season five. Today we're going to be doing a little side pod, um, tentatively called The Lost Tapes, and I'm part of The Lost Boys. I'm Dan, Lost Boy number one. (laughs) I'm lost Dan number two. <laughs> We're rebranding yeah. <laughs> to do uh, a, a series from 2004. We're rebranding the entire podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Um, so today we are going to talk about something that I've talked about maybe too much in my life, and that is the TV series Lost from 2004. Man, um, this is a smooth transition from the season finale. In which we talked about how, uh, at length, how I was considering starting the series Lost. Yes. And um, start the series I did. And um, take yourself back, dear listener, to that last episode, which I'm sure everyone has listened to by now. And um, uh, Dan Enden was talking about potentially watching the series Lost. And he said, quote, the show is so fucking boring. Dan, thoughts? I said that. Confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed I said that. Oh, confirmed you said that. (laughs) That's like my new thing um, uh, with my wife. I'll be like, she'll be like, are you listening to me? And I'll be like, I am hearing the words that you're saying. I have, yeah. uh, You've made that distinction before. (laughs) I've I've said that numerous times. That's me uh, acknowledging that I'm listening while also trying to make clear that I don't agree with the sentiment being expressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Dan, you ready to start talking about Lost? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, no, no, hold on now. Wait for it, wait for it. Previously on Lost... Um, so take yourself back to 2004. I'm going to start with my history of Lost, and then I want to hear yours, Dan. Okay. Um, that's when my bar mitzvah was. That's when Dan Endon's bar mitzvah was, but Dan Lyons was on a very different journey <laughs> in 2004. Um, and um, I just want to make it clear that uh, for anybody who has not done the math yet or knows me, that the year that I started seeing the Disco Biscuits is the year that Lost premiered. Um at the time, obviously a huge movie fan, but TV was not what it is today. Take your mind back, dear listener, to a time when even the best TV shows probably had commercials. HBO was a premium service that only the richest, whitest folk had. And unless you were watching a Chris Rock special. In 2004? Yeah. Bro. I had HBO by like 99. Okay, but you were like also like a VIP exclusive member at Hollywood Video, (laughs) the the adult section when you were nine years old. So we've all like you comparing to other people is not fully it. But um, uh, yeah, I was in high school. Um, I started watching Lost um, the week that it came out. I saw ads on TV for... 
here's a show with people stuck on an island. And I said, that looks good. And um, I watched the very first episode, the very first night of the premiere of Lost. Um, and some might say it ruined a large, large portion of my life. <laughs> that is because, unlike the way that Dan Enden is about to experience the program Lost, I watched Lost every single week with commercials live on TV. Yeah, we had numerous discussions about what that experience would be like. Dude. <laughs> All right, so let me let me first talk about that experience a little bit um, to set up what you missed, essentially, by not watching it especially in a world where like podcasts didn't exist where you could spend the entire week just like devouring content about lost absolutely like uh, it was was an unsafe time i Um, mean i had to do it with the sopranos i watched the sopranos as it aired okay but and there was like a solid two years before the final season right that was a torture time that happened in the middle of the last season i've heard tales of that break i did not watch sopranos live so that is an interesting take I, i didn't get to experience the end live I just heard everybody complain about it. Yeah, um, that was that was a night. I'll never like, dude. The get amount ready of, for the reversal on the, that. The amount of important <laughs> things in my life that the memories are vague on, comparatively to the like, if I think back to the night of watching the season finale, the series finale of The Sopranos, I know exactly where I was sitting. I know where my dad was sitting. I remember the reaction when the screen went black. Mm. I remember us thinking the cable went out and I was both yelling. Mm. And then I I will remember the feeling that I felt when I realized that that was the ending of the show on my deathbed. Right. Like it is more. Pit- we just talked about my bar mitzvah. I remember that five second moment. Sure. Infinitely more than any given moment of my bar mitzvah. I, in the same terms, remember the moment at which the jail door shut on the cast of Seinfeld, and I looked at, <laughs> oh and I looked God. at the clock. And the clock was like two minutes to seven. Right. And I was like, oh, my oh, God, no. this is the biggest disaster ever yeah. to happen to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, and you would remain right for years. <laughs> yeah. To this day, <laughs> the Jews are dancing on the rooftops. Um, <laughs> that's what my coworkers tell me, at least. Um, Lost. Um, so I was watching it week to week. Now, here is what you missed. Um, first of all, this is the infancy of the internet, um, of nerd culture on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. When I tell you that I fell down rabbit holes while watching the show, <laughs> I don't know really how to best describe it. There was a website called The Island, E-Y-E-L-A-N-D. Um, around season two of the show, this guy put, I would guess, a hundred thousand hours into writing a treatment of what the story of Lost and the Island explanations were. Um, he had this genius theory. It touched on every episode. It touched on every dialogue line of any importance. It was a th- bigger than the Quran. It was absolutely massive of a document that went through so much. I mean, someone obviously had to take just an incredible amount of time to create this. Which Um, also means that to deconstruct that way, that guy at that time period was taping the show and then rewatching it. DVR, I think maybe had just come out, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, DVR in 04? Um, Yeah, I think so. Um, Maybe TiVo. I mean, TiVo existed, but that's it. DVR didn't come till way later. Tubi. Is that a thing? I just like saying that. Tubi is a thing currently. Um, (laughs) 
anyway, this guy uh, was scrutin over, scrutinizing over the details, and I spent like a full month reading this whole thing. And and he had graphs, he had charts, he had. Is this still on the internet now? Uh, I haven't checked, but I, I actually I, thought to when I was talking I, to I Rachel mean, about this. If I need to wait for you to catch up, I might start reading that. Um. Anyway, I read this thing and was like, "That's it. I know every secret." Yeah. And I went around to all my friends who. We were as rabid about loss as we were about the biscuits. There's really was neck and neck in terms of the mysteries and interest level and enjoyment that we were getting out of any artistic form as a unit, as a crew, and went around and was just like, this is it. I know every answer. Ask me any question. And they would be like, well, why did uh, Hurley like see that purple rock? And I'd be like, well, the purple rock is obviously significant of like this book from 1889 that's called The Purple Rock. And it's written by a guy named like uh, San Fernando Elizabeth Locke. So there you go. Um, this guy had a bibliography. It was 200 pages long oh with God. every single reference, every character name, everything that was brought into the show and what it meant and what it led to. And and that is um, the incredible thing about Lost that anybody binge watching it is missing is that there were communities of devotion that were unbelievably nuanced and detailed and researched. And I was convinced of every single thing this guy had. Basically, his theory was about how the island is a surveillance experiment. Everyone's eyes, that's why they're always zooming into the eyes and um, uh, all the birds on the island are robots. And like, it, it was like- Like in real life. Like in real life. It was like conservative conspiracy yeah. theories being born inside <clears throat> Lost. And um, it was 100% wrong on every level, every think, conceivable level. Do you think level. that guy killed himself? I hope so, because he <laughs> ruined he ruined me. And then what what really ruined me is then convincing myself I was right and seeing all the answers and then watching week by week as those answers unraveled backwards right. and being like, oh, that doesn't really. Yeah, that and then doesn't checking the sub, uh, the sub threads and stuff the next day and people are like, help. Like it, it was like, <laughs> it was like QAnon seeing their shadow for the first yeah, time. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's like when uh, Donald Trump did not put Joe Biden in jail and retake the White House. <laughs> That's what you think, bitch. Um and yeah, um, it was an in, in a very intense experience um, of which there were two camps. Um, there was camps of people who thought that Lost was a show about a bunch of survivors on an island who had very unique and compelling backstories, and we're here to learn about them. Then there was a camp of people, myself very much at the top of, who th didn't give a shit about any of the characters on Lost, ultimately found them just like superfluous. All I wanted to know is, What's the island? Right. All I wanted to know is, is there anyone else on it? How long has this been going on? Where is it located? What are the powers of mysticism at play? What is the smoke monster? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those things, to a binge watcher like you, are going to just be like, oh, I'll find out in three weeks. For me, four years would go by. Right. And I would be like, why are the numbers engraved on the hatch? Right. I, I've been thinking about it for a half a decade. Um, Rachel is not able to join us today. She is working upstairs from home, but she wanted imagine to, working. She wanted to add that she was so vested in the show that she was having dreams that she was on the island with Jack and Kate. Oh, I'm and going like to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the you're dream, having dreams? The dreams that I've had over the last <laughs> three weeks. So. Um, there is a lot more. Boy, am I having dreams. There is a lot more preamble um, and and um, anticular things that happened in and around Lost being what it was that I do want to go into. But um, I want to cap off what I was saying by just 
letting you know that there was a time that my first tattoo was going to be a Dharma logo on my entire shoulder with a Biscuits logo in the middle. <laughs> I got to the day of that appointment and pulled out of it. There are years where I'm like... I'm shocked. There are years... Well, it was my first one. Right. So, like, for me, getting my first tattoo, I kept having an idea and then getting sold on it and then waiting and then freaking out and yeah, then being yeah. like, will my parents ever see me again? Am I truly run away? Like, what? Yeah. what is the deal Will my here? soul be smited for not being able to be bored, yeah. buried in a Jewish cemetery? Will a Nazi zombie come and unearth me from the ground and fuck my corpse because I have, like, a Prometheus tattoo? This and more tonight on <laughs> The Lost Tapes with the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Um, <laughs> fucking God. Very cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, the final thing I want to add is that I would say still to this day, even though if you can look at Lost and, and be like, it changed TV forever, which it, it did profoundly. And we're, and at the end, when we're talking about extra media and stuff like that, I want to bring up some shows that were created solely because of Lost and that I think are also great, but that people literally wouldn't watch because they're like, this is a ripoff of Lost. Um, there was a lot of that going around. I guess I'll just do it right now real quick, but there's just two shows, um, both of which were swallowed by Lost. It was like other networks tried to create shows to go up against Lost. This okay. was like a huge thing at the time. And then they would be like, the ads would be just like Lost. It'd be like, mystery, mystery, compelling looking actors, only medium to head shots. Mystery, mystery, mystery. And yeah. it was like, Everything was a mystery box. Everything was trying to be J.J. Abrams. Of that fray, there were two fantastic shows, one of which is called Surface, starring Lake Bell, which is a mystery show about is there sea monsters, is there not, um, which turns into a big like global warming parable and is actually a really interesting one-season show that got canceled because of Lost. If you watched Lost at the time, after Lost, the, like in between every commercial break, it would be like, surface, surface. And I was like, yo, like, this, <laughs> yeah, more mysteries on water. Yeah, And right. um, that show is great. Anybody should go and watch that. Same thing with the show Invasion, which was pitched to look aesthetically like Lost. Everything was like Lost. It's basically like an, uh, a retelling of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but during a hurricane um, in like Louisiana. Yes, I've watched this. Really cool show at the time. Now, I haven't rewatched really it in, in many years, but that at the time I thought was great. And they also canceled it. And the reason they canceled it was literally Lost is too yeah, big. I like, was, we I was, uh, stand up to this. I was, I've always been a, a ravenous consumer of anything body snatchers related did you like that show at the time yeah i thought it was really yeah, good yeah. I, I have it on dvd over there Do you? i can I, see it i don't remember a here. fucking thing about it it's, but i know um, i liked it it's right in front of you actually like on the forest and third rack down like um it's giant orange box that says invasion oh. yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah and uh that was another one that kind of fell i, I even like the, the fucking uh nicole kidman invasion yeah, Re reboot that with they Daniel did. Craig. Yeah, it's not bad. It's decent. Donald Sutherland, though, that one is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, what I, what I'm basically trying to say is, even to this day, nothing, no show ever will capture the amount of headspace that I devoted to Lost. Nothing. And for the months leading up to the end of Lost, the discussions I was having with people were like. It was like religious level. It was really like knowing that there was even going to be an ending was gave me more anxiety than right. anything in my entire life. Like imagine loving something again, like lost for you watching it in 2021. I'm sure you're enjoying it, but just 
imagine how much less developed of a world of television yeah, yeah. we are in. And and the fandom that I experienced around Lost, I'll never experience with a movie or television show ever again. And nothing has ever replaced that, though I can say that for the best cheap tricks, even though there are all these shows that mimicked Lost afterwards, especially several of which, and I mean several, were starring um, the guy who plays Hurley. And Bad Robot kept producing these one-season really? mystery box shows. One was called Alcatraz that I watched every single episode. And and most of these actors from Lost went on to have these mystery box sci-fi daytime TV channel shows that all failed. Every single yeah. one. None of them made it to conclusion. I mean, Sawyer I'm... had one. Every, everybody had their own show. They all collapsed. Lost was it. And after that, even watching Lost now is a graveyard of actors. I mean, you look at the oh, people yeah. in Lost... And you're like, hey, who the fuck are these people? The only people who survived Lost are the most peripheral characters. Anyone else. Uh, Desmond, I guess you're that far at this point. Yep. Desmond, that guy was given so many bad robot shows, they just kept giving him pilots over and over and over again. I've never seen him since. Um, so, yeah, um, incredible cultural moment. The final I mean, Hur of Hurley Lost. went on to be on the cover of that Weezer album. He did. Yeah, he had a unfortunate career afterwards <laughs> um yeah the long story short is that it was a it was a revolution in tv that was absolutely mind-blowing um fringe the sister series to loss with michael giacchino on the music again and jj abrams producing and directing the first episode that show totally worth a watch um especially if you finish lost and you're like I want like something to fill that gap where I can just binge it like an animal. And it's basically like what if lost plus X files, it's like a week by week procedural that turns into just mythos episodes, every single episode for the final two seasons. The first two are like investigating weird cases. And then it amps up into a really insane show that is very similar to how crazy lost ends up getting. Mm. Um, Okay, Dan, I've talked enough for now. Why don't you tell me about your initial experience with Lost? Not this time around. Okay. Because, um, as the audience may or may not know, this is Dan Endon's first time going through the series. Yes. Big moves. Yes. Big boy, big boy power. <laughs> so uh, I also watched the series premiere of Lost on television as, oh. it, as it aired. Cool. Um, I Lost was fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so at that time I would have been thirteen. Right. Like I didn't, I just I, I was a little ADD monster. I didn't have the attention span for it at all. I didn't have any conception of how to like prepare my brain for like something that required that much patience. I was just like ravenous with instant gratification, and I couldn't. I think I probably watched the first two episodes, and I just didn't have the patience for it. I I was like, I can't commit to sitting like. It was so rare. The only show that I wanted to sit down and watch at a given time every week was The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. And even then, I felt the anxiety of like having a commitment on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Like I, <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to give it the attention that I felt that it needed. And I would. I f constantly felt like I was missing shit because hmm. I knew that I was not actively paying attention the way that I needed to hmm. to digest it. I just, like, I couldn't wrap my head around what it was asking of me. Hmm. Um, so I just kind of forgot about it. Then um, in high school, I got really into Heroes and was just 
fucking just devouring everything Heroes related after the first season. I still maintain that the first season of Heroes is like in the top best seasons of television ever. Everything that happened after that, we can forget about. Um, but I was, you know, listening to Heroes. Well, he- Heroes and Lost, it was the same period of time for fandom. Like, I think yeah. that a lot of the people who were into Lost were also into Heroes. So I would be on, uh, like, dig.com or Ain't It Cool News, and everything I'd be reading would be like, oh, if you're really into Heroes, yeah, I'm dating myself. <laughs> if uh, if you're really into Heroes. I would be on mapquest.com, planning my route to the movie theater. Yeah. I mean, I'd, liter- <laughs> I'd literally be Googling, like, what should I watch between episodes of Heroes? Right. And everything would be like, well, if somehow you haven't seen Lost, you got to watch Lost. Clearly Lost. Yeah. And, like, now upon watching it, it's like, I have notes of just, like, how many shows that I love over the course of my life that I've realized I've just, like, ripped off their entire aesthetic from Lost, even if it's in a totally different setting. Or Can plot. you provide me an example, maybe? Heroes was number one, but number two was Breaking Bad. Like, so many of the things that I love about the the character development and plot development of Breaking Bad and the way that it leaves me on the edge of my seat, I was noticing direct parallels to season one of this show. That's very interesting. Not so much in season two. No. But in season season one, for sure. Um, Um, Especially the ways that it would cut to commercial break always felt very Breaking Bad-esque. It was like, not like even, not only is every episode ending on a cliffhanger, but there's never a time where I would consider taking a piss break during the little gap because every fucking commercial break is like a little mini cliffhanger. Right. Um, They're pretty good at that. And, you know, a lot of the way that like you see an event happen and then later on they show you the event from a different perspective. It's just, it's all, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's an exact parallel, but I would be shocked if Breaking Bad looked the way that it did. Let's be clear too about the, the commercial break interludes because like not only were they especially as the show goes on they're like mandated to have a cliffhanger but you get every single time your your man Giacchino just coming all over you like yeah right yeah and then it's just like stay tuned for Dancing with the Stars <laughs> like a shot of Tori Spelling <laughs> so, I hated uh, it so much I'd be like oh my fucking I know, god I know, and then torture. it would just be like it's, I mean, it's been to the point where I've been waiting for the natural breaks before, like, taking a bathroom break. And Kat's, Kat's <laughs> like, you can just pause it. And I'm like, no, because they couldn't pause it at the time. Oh, wow, Dan. You're going authentico. I always try to, man. That's why you took a 12-minute break between season one and season two. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I had to satisfy what was happening in my dreams. I know. I said to Cat last night. I've, so I've told Rachel multiple times, Dan is going to go so fast, so far ahead of me. And I don't, I'm not going to get upset about that because it, I, I, just the fact that you're watching Lost in the first place is interesting enough that I'm not going to like make you slow down. Yeah. Well. You do it however you need to do it, Queen. I'm, I'm going to keep going through my, my Lost origin story. Mm. Um, so I was watching Heroes, so I mm-hmm. decided to check out Lost. Um, and Lost was still on at the time, but I was about, I want to say like four seasons back probably. Um, and I was like, how the fuck do I catch up? Like, there are so many episodes per season of this show. It is unbelievable. You have to do Netflix Um, one disc at a time through the mail. That's what I was trying to do. Um, (laughs) which then I got fed up with, um, and I just downloaded the whole series. It took forever. Um, and so (laughs) you're going to hate what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. So I got really fed up with how long it was taking and it was the same thing this was like 
just prior to me being diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. So like I had no I, I knew myself that I couldn't focus on like long slow burns like this. Sure. But I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having to do the shit where like I'd watch an episode and get to the end of it and then be like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Hmm. And then the next episode would start and I'd be like, I don't remember that happening. and I'd have to go back <laughs> and it was becoming very tedious. <laughs> So what I started doing was like, all right, I want to catch up so I can watch, like, be current with everyone. So I watched the first two and last two episodes of the first three seasons. No, stop. While trying to watch YouTube videos. That is sum absolutely summarizing, mental. Summarizing the middle. At that point, why are you even trying to watch the show? Just to catch up with the rest of the world? Yeah. Okay. It was just me, my, like, fucking... That's desperate. ...retard ADD, ADD you, brain You would have insane. missed quite a lot. Yeah, and I did. Because Lost isn't one of the shows that's like build up to the question. It's like right. there are questions in every episode. Exactly. <laughs> Which I didn't fully grasp at the time. Sure. So my experience. Neither did the writers. My experience was essentially people crashed on an island. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to learn who these people are, but I don't necessarily care about their backstory. What I want to know about is the island. Mm -hmm. Next thing I see is they find a hatch. <laughs> like they're opening a hatch. That's that's so, a, a, a huge leap. Yeah, and I'm just, and then the next thing I'm seeing is everyone giving a shit about the hatch. I'm like, who cares about the hatch? But it's like, because obviously, because I didn't have 25 episodes of watching people geek out about the fucking hatch. Yeah. Um. So, I tried one more time in college, and I think I watched like the first like four episodes mm. or three episodes, mm -hmm. and I was like, I kind of enjoyed it but was ultimately like there's no i i think i looked how many episodes there were total and was like there's no world where i watch this like it's not even worth getting into because i'm not going to watch this much um but it didn't none of these times did it grab me enough to want to watch the whole series right this time i don't know what happened to my brain I think it probably has something to do with the fact that we've been watching nothing but Ben Affleck movies for the last year. And you just watched 37 seasons of Survivor. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, like, drawn that. I've, I've noticed that. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Um, but by, you know... Hell, if MASH was on an island, we'd be done here. Dude, MASH is so good. Um, by episode four... Uh-huh. Um, I forget the name of that episode, but episode four was the first one where I was like... Was it the John Locke episode? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the first one, I was like, okay, this is better than I remember, it, but it still feels dated to me. This is your college watch, you're saying? No, this is currently. Oh, okay, all right. And then episodes two and three, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't have anything else to do right now. Right. Like, so I'm just going to stick with it because it'll make Dan happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have nothing else to watch because I finished Entourage. Right. And then episode four happened and I was, it ended and I was like, we are not going to bed. We are watching another fucking episode of Lost right fucking now. Sick. Um, I, I remember saying that a lot in my life. So then, since then, I've gone fucking crazy, Dan. Yes, you have, Dan. And I kid you not. You and I were almost neck and neck at one point. And yeah. now. I have finished season two in, <laughs> I think, a week. Less. Okay. You told me. That you had started season two when I was at Zigzag Barbecue two and a half days ago. <laughs> and now it's just like, I'll see you in another life, brother. <laughs> Dude. See you later, buddy. I have listened to nothing but lost podcasts. Oh, don't do that. I found one. What where, the fuck are you doing I there? Because I found one where the premise is it's one guy who loves Lost, one guy who hates Lost, and one guy who's never no, who's damn, never seen Lost. Damn, what are you There's doing? There's no spoilers. 
There's no spoilers. There's been zero spoilers because one of the guys has never seen it. You need to relax. So it's been, dude, I need something in between. I, okay, and I know I understand that because because not, I was trying to go on like the internet. Content. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, don't even type "lost" into your gift search. No, don't do anything, dude. I fucking know. This is how I ended up finding this because right. I was like trying to like you know do like I do with every other show when I'm sort of binge watching it like how do you even have I, I want to watch like a season one I want to read like a season one synopsis are they doing episode by episode yeah yeah they're doing episode okay, by episode so you're listening to just as you go yeah on. and one of the guys has never seen it so they're making sure to not have any spoilers <sighs> there's gotta still be some but like, some some spoilers happening in there well the good thing is that while there have been they've been I'm starting from episode one of their rewatch while I'm already at the end of season two I need to vet these guys. I feel uncomfortable right now that someone else is giving you advice about Lost. I mean, dude. This is like when your therapist kid, finds out you have a different I kid therapist. you not. Like, I I typed in, like, spoiler-free season one, Lost season one okay. analysis. All right. And the first thing that came up was, like, here's this podcast, a spoiler-free podcast. And I was like, okay, great. And then in the description, it was like, in this episode, we interview... Um, uh, Damon Lindelof about why he felt the absolute need to kill off this character. And I was like, what? And then the next episode I watched that character died. I'm like, I literally typed spoiler free review. Like there was nothing I could type into Google to make me look up anything. Like there were things that like Kat was asking me and I was like, she's like, who's the third gravesite? I couldn't remember. And I was like trying to figure it out. And I was like, I can't search for anything because every time I search for anything, Every description of the top five results gives me five spoilers. Yeah, yeah. You this, like I have to go into like a media blackout. The show that you can't spoil for yourself. Yeah. Of all the shows I've ever watched, if there was outside content that already knew the answers, I would be in a, a deep media blackout in in terms of anything related to Lost. And I, for your service, have wanted to post in. Um, the rental zone about lost recently because i've made all these crazy discoveries in watching it and researching it but i don't even want to start a discussion in there um so to avoid anyone spoiling anything should we just make like an announcement that like there's a lost blackout and anyone who says, <laughs> anyone who says anything about fucking you banned yeah you're banned instantly <laughs> i'm you heard it here first those of you listening right you're getting banned Insta ban. You're not getting a fucking reason. Law spoilers is an insta ban. Yeah. But I'm not going to post about it because people will start like sending us like anonymous letters. I, yeah. People will be fucking real dicks about like, it. They're actually dead. Um, the, the point of all this is that I've gone fucking crazy for this show, Dan. It is. Oh, in, no. It has engulfed my life. Okay. Then we need to have our next talk. Okay. okay? This the name of this talk is tempering your expectations. <laughs> okay. Now you may have heard from people that lost ends badly. Yeah. People have said that surely. I enjoyed the ending of Lost. I think I've said that to you before, but there's lots of caveats. And I won't dare spoil anything for you, but I will say that almost everything in Lost has an answer or explanation. So if you think that all the rumors you've heard over the years of people saying, they didn't fucking answer anything, yeah. those are incorrect. Um Loose the, ends are tied. The problem is that people don't have a fucking brain. For example, and again, I will not spoil anything. Someone will say, like, this this, and that doesn't have an answer. And it's like, yes, but you're provided an umbrella answer that you then need to fill in the blanks. No one's ever going to sit you down for some of these mysteries and be like, 
this is why this is the way it is. No one's going to say, for example, this is why there are polar bears. But you, if you're paying enough attention to the show, will be able to craft that answer. And the problem is with you not being able to be on message boards and yada, 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 as it's happening live, you won't get some of those answers. Right. You may need to come to me. I'm What I'm hoping is, while I'm not going to finish the, sa- the series in the speed that you are, that we'll have another podcast that talks about how it's either about to wrap up and then we'll watch the finale together. Yeah, I was thinking cool. that I want to do another podcast like right before I start the final season. Right. And try to give like, pr- like, I don't know, like you can. Well, pre- I'm going to do pre- some pre- predictions pre- today for sure. Yeah. So I want to see how those carry through. Yes. And then at the end, we can talk about the entire experience. I think it would be cool also to do a pod where like you and Kat come over and watch like the final episode oh, yeah, on the big that'd, TV. That'd be awesome. And then have to pod immediately about it. Like a person being saddled with the ending of a show they're obsessed with directly into having to talk about it. I, I love that. <laughs> that, although... I mean, like... It's I, probably not going to happen, though, because, again, you're so advanced forward, and at this point, when you hit the end, I'll be, like, in the middle of the season, and I'm sure... I don't know if Rachel's going to want to watch, because, uh, you know, for anyone who would be curious about this kind of thing, Rachel's only seen it one time and doesn't remember... As we're watching, I'm like, remember this? She doesn't remember, like, 85% right. of the mysteries. Does not know how they are resolved. Um for her to jump forward, I think would be a huge sacrifice on her end. Maybe she wouldn't be involved in this. Um, but um, the bottom line is that I'm just, uh, instead of telling you anything you need to understand or, or trying to spoil anything, I'm just going to repeat something I've already said. Okay. Um, and that's, there are two camps. One in which people watched Lost for its characters and the stories of their flashbacks and they're in and thought that that was the purpose of the show and then a bunch of neckbeard nerds who wanted to know like how like electromagnetism works and did like entire research papers on it (laughs) vis-a-vis lost um the the thing with the end is that it tries to marry both but but ultimately anything that they don't answer the writers are just going to be like it's a show about characters that's what happened when everyone attacked the two creators or the two showrunners at the end because damon lindelof and carlton cuse um, Carlton Cuse, the guy who goes previously on Lost. Love that um, guy. That Those two people became the first two famous showrunners in TV history. The term showrunner didn't exist. No one knew what that meant at all. No one was famous for being a showrunner, right. save for maybe Chris Carter of the X-Files. He could be arguably the first one ever to do it. Um, but Carlton Cuse and Lindelof became literally political and or religious figures in the in the entertainment community while this was happening every week they were sat down and interviewed and grilled about every single thing that happened and asked to pay for their sins and asked to pay for the sins of writers before them and these guys were literally in the fucking witch trials every single week with this show um so huge props to them especially damon lindelof who really if you're going to give anyone credit for lost it's going to be damon lindelof J.J. Uh, Abrams basically teed everything up with him, created a great show, and then walked away. Never came back. And Damon Lindelof, who created all of these mysteries that people are obsessed with, took those mysteries and his major writing partner, and the two of them became the head of the show and took it to the finish line. Um, for that reason, it would have been very possible if Damon Lindelof never worked ever again. And that is where the hate for Damon Lindelof 
began, which rides all the way through The Leftovers, Watchmen, things like that, Prometheus especially, that was a huge moment when they brought Lindelof in to change the script of Prometheus from a direct alien prequel with no weird questions in it to something about ancient aliens and this black goo. And, right. and they brought Lindelof to do his mystery thing. And people were already so mad at him from his mystery thing on Lost that they were like, we don't trust you to answer these questions. Right. And guess what? Prometheus, they didn't answer all the questions. But I would argue that that movie, much like Lost, they provide you umbrella answers. Right. In Prometheus, they're like, there's this black goo that creates aliens. But you never see a xenomorph like from aliens in Prometheus. So then some dumbass goes to the internet and goes, they were supposed to answer where the aliens came from. It's like, okay, well, if you use your brain, you see that this is the substance that will eventually create the alien. Right. It's being experimented with at this time. That's what I'm talking about. And and so when you come back after we talk about I mean, about but that's like, that's, that's what's fucking fun about shit like this. I like, think so too. Like, I have already tempered my expectations because I know every person so far that I've told that I'm <laughs> currently watching Lost for the first right. time, they're like still enjoying it. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. They're like, that'll change. I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't know if that's and true. And I'm just like, so I'm just like, I don't think that's going to happen, but I am, I am tempered. However, sure. I'm so looking forward to the end so that I can finally fucking deep dive the internet. Yeah. Like that's all I want oh. is to read fucking internet articles and forum posts. Like, yeah, I want to go on the lost subreddit so badly. Um, also keep in mind that when you finish the series, this may all this may also be something we could do um, on the pod, but maybe you need to at least keep in mind that this exists because I don't know if it's going to be included. Are you downloading Lost? How are you watching Lost? I'm watching it on Hulu. Um, I ad free, right? Ad free. The disappointing thing is that I did read that they had did, done a special at one point where they do like a chronological recap of things that I didn't get to see. A recap of what the first season or yeah, like the whole show or of like the first season. There's like a they do that every once in a while. Yeah. Um, after the show ends, there is an 18 minute epilogue that is not probably on Hulu. I don't know if it's bundled with the final season. It should be because it basically was like when the show ended and people came to Carlton and Cuse with pitchforks, like and wanted to kill. Damon Lindelof and, and kill Carlton Cuse. It's just a TV show, people. Um, they wanted to literally have their heads. They were like, okay, we'll produce an 18-minute episode that explains like 11 mysteries that we didn't get around to. Nice. Yeah, of um, course I want to see that. So that's a funny and interesting exposition dump. I think it's actually one of the cleverest exposition dumps I've ever seen in my life because they don't just like sit you down and are like, this is this, that is that. They just kind of in 18 minutes, like, throw a lot at you, and you're just like, holy fuck, what? Like, it, that satisfied a lot, at least for me on a nerd level. Um, I'll say this about the end of Lost, and then I want to talk about the writing of Lost, and then let's talk about the show. Yeah, um, but, we haven't talked about the show at all. But, um... Um... Yeah, uh, what was this thing again? 18-minute Lost. Oh, um, you were saying like, um, you know, people react to you constantly and are like, yeah, uh, well, wait till you get to the end or maybe you'll change your mind. Boop, 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 boop. Um, I will say this. Even if you do have some disconnect with what happens at the end, I have a huge disconnect with what happens with a lot of the final season 
for, I think, the same reasons that you are going to have a disconnect. So we're going to have a great combo about that eventually. But there are episodes much like The Sopranos. Um, I always say the train episode with Bobby Bacala where he yeah. gets murdered is a huge episode of The Sopranos yeah. in a season that people are constantly shit talking. The, the last episode of The Sopranos is like practically inconsequential to me. Like I've sure I've, there's no show I've watched more times. Yeah. I've watched The Sopranos six times mm-hmm. at this point. And if I skip the last episode, I don't care right. because the best episodes of the season are the first and second episodes of that season and the penultimate episode. I will put it this way. There are, I would say, five episodes of Lost in the final two seasons that are so spectacular that I can sit down to this day and watch them like they're movies. Uh, Totally on their own. Right. Out of a watch, I'll open up my entire collection of Lost and pick those episodes out because... The person that you are right now, jazzed up about Lost and all of its mysteries, you'll get the payment that you're looking for. It's just like, don't expect it to be anything in your mind. Like, because in my mind, I thought after season two of Lost or so, which is where you're at, if you were to ask me, what do you think this show is going to be by its fifth or sixth, seventh season? What do you think the show is going to be by its final season? I, I will always remember what I thought of that conception. I was like, it's literally going to be like people are going to have superpowers, like rotating, like in, <laughs> like in prayer poses, like with like spiritual <laughs> magnet powers. Like everyone's going to be like a third dimensional alien, like drifting from plane to plane, like traveling through dimensions. Like my my brain went to places <laughs> to explain and predict I was like, oh, it's we're gonna see like Saeed's gonna be like um like an Egyptian ruler like twelve thousand years ago and like it's all gonna come together like right. like like the end of Crash. It's just gonna be like this <laughs> four seasons of every single mystery just like being perfectly answered in the symphony of fucking science fiction. Like some of that happens, some of it does not. Yeah. So prepare I mean, yourself. I, I steal yourself, boy. I wanna say that I don't think that there's anything that they could do that could could completely make me just like hate it the way that like I do like Dexter you know like Dexter no, I love totally not a good comparison and so like there's you're, ne- you're safe in that there's never been a show that I've dove headfirst into like this like I am not a binge watcher like wow. Dan can attest to it's a struggle to get me to watch a single movie over the course of three weeks for this movie I am for this podcast. shocked and erect at your your devotion right now Dan yesterday from the moment I woke up till the moment I went to bed, all I watched is love. <laughs> there, I I went to get a pizza in between so that I could eat pizza. Oh my god, you're keeping watching. it real, dude. That's I, awesome. I can't. I don't have the attention span for shit like this, but it's like when it ends, I'm like too anxious to not find out what what's happening, and my it's taken over my dreams. My dreams have been fucking insane. <laughs> it started with them all being like shit with me taking place like me taking place on the island and have literally has literally evolved into the other night i had a dream where i was just watching an episode of lost and my brain fucking came up with an entire plot thread for an episode Dude. and i was watching fucking just like yeah i was just watching lost and i was like is my brain trying to like tell me what the answers are like am i mr echo like No, you are not Mr. Echo. <laughs> Even the dreams I've had that haven't been directly involving the plot of Lost all have at some point led me to an island 
I even had a dream the other night where Uh-oh. in the dream I was conscious of the fact that this is the first dream I've had in like a week that doesn't involve an island. And then, <laughs> and then I ended up at a fucking island at the end of it. I was like, son of a bitch. Oh, you still ended up in an island? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Doosh. I know. I'm like fucking uh, uh, the dude on the sailboat. His name escapes me. Let me bring up one final topic before we actually talk about Lost. Lost! Um, you can stop me if you think that this is too spoilery and I will delete whatever it doesn't matter to me but do you consider it spoilers to talk about how the show is written no because i'm gonna have that's the only reason i want to talk about the show is because i want to ask you questions about how it was written okay so this is you like you know me that's what i care about i need i need you to to relax when i say all this to you because like you're not supposed to know this understand that understand that for Seven years, my biggest question above the smoke monster, above all of these mysteries, was what do they know? Yeah, right. That is the only that, question. That, that is all I care about that is right the, now. That is the only question. Is how far, how much of this was planned? What do they know is the question that haunted me but for then, years. Then I, I mean, I can talk about spoilers, right? Absolutely. So, like, I'm watching, you know, my favorite actress, Michelle Rodriguez, shows up for a long arc. Mm -hmm. I'm being sarcastic. I hate Michelle Rodriguez. I hate her to my core. All I was doing is going, God, I wish she fucking would just get killed off already. Oh, yeah. And then she does. (laughs) And I was like. I bet you like that. I was like, wasn't this right around when she got arrested for DUI? And I started thinking, I was like, did she just get written off of the show because she got arrested? (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. Uh, while she was playing like a drunk cop. Yeah. Isn't that her character? Isn't yeah. She, is she like a little bit of a lush as well? Yeah. And she, so I, like, you know, I did a little bit of research and covered my eyes and like, yeah, she got kicked off the show. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> if they're kicking people off the show, then it can't all be planned. Well, Dan, let me tell you a fact up front. Originally, the actor of Jack was to be played by Michael Keaton. That's who would appear in one episode and die at the end of the pilot. Okay, when you say originally, like how far into the process was that going to be the case? Up until several weeks before filming. <laughs> oh no. So let me <laughs> let me let me say a couple things about this. Now, here is why some slack needs to be given. First of all, again, not the golden age of TV. Were they yet. just that enamored by Matthew Fox that they were like <laughs> I mean yeah. Um, not the golden age of TV yet. It wasn't a time when people came. I'm going to set this up for you in the best way I can. It wasn't the time when people came to a, a TV studio and said, here is a insane idea that I have that is fully figured out for seven seasons. Yeah, here's seven how seasons it starts, of eight episodes. Here's how the middle goes. And here is the end. That did not ever happen. Right. The TV environment at the time was... Pitch it. Yeah. Just pitch fucking everything. And then make a pilot. And then make a pilot. Pitch fucking everything. Now, towards the end of Lost, on the message boards, this news story broke that obliterated my mind. Because the end of Lost is when you're wondering the most what's planned and what's not. Because they have not shown you their cards yet. And you're like, you're going to die from anticipation. And... They basically, this news article broke that said that there's something called the Lost Bible, which is a 26-page document that J.J. Abrams and Carl and um, Damon Lindelof 
wrote together to pitch the show of Lost that described the mysteries, the characters, and the general arc of the show. Is this available to read? It is now, as of 2013, available to read. Okay. I had never read it. Right. Um, so I just want you to know that up until three days ago, my biggest question still was what did they know? I still wanted to know. Like, literally, Wait, that so was... so you just read it for the first time? For the first time, three days How ago. How did that happen? Read it page to page. I just... Dude, when Lost ended, the community just crumbled instantly. That was it. It was like Game of Thrones, where th the fandom is insane. And then they kind of did a misstep. And then afterwards, no one gave a fuck. Look at Game of Thrones now. It's nothing, culturally. Right. Um, you don't see it in, you know, anything other than Space Jam 2. And that says a lot. Um... So, um, it's, it's, it was a thing where when the answers were answered and they said, we're never doing this again, we're never coming back to this story. Everybody's like, well, fuck me up my butt. Bye. And it's not like Star Trek or Star Wars where every year a new fandom grows. Right. And I think that the problem is the way that it ended ultimately. And that it is a show that starts really bingeable and then hits a point where it's like you're either smart enough to get what's going on here or you're like a dumb fuck who like thought they were all dead the entire time and needs to take a lap and most of those people took a lap and never came back and that's why you know you really don't see new lost merch new lost ips new lost books new comics I I, i've no... already been like looking to see like are there novels novelizations no. like i want to read that there, shit. there are not yeah. um there's an xbox 360 game called lost via domus which i played when it came out is a first and third person adventure you are a random survivor of oceanic flight 8 815 it was a complete re recreation of the the jungle the uh crash site everything was there it was nerd wet dream for me at the time horrendous game and it revealed nothing that you didn't already know. They were like, new mysteries will be answered. And then you played it and it was just right. like, you basically just go through the first season of Lost mm. as as another survivor. Do you think so, in like 2024, they'll do like something for the 20th anniversary to try to like. I would hope. To try to like get a, talked about get, get a new it. generation. They don't need to reboot it. They need to well, fucking. You don't know what you're watching yet, but I will put it in the sense that there are stories that can be told. Um, that. No, you're probably never going to see Jack and Kate and, and the crew back on the island because for so many reasons and acting reasons and beyond production reasons, that just wouldn't work. But, you you know, th there can be another group of survivors. There can be another story to be told. And I think that they will, if they're smart, eventually do that. And they will, if they're double smart, have Damon Lindelof write an entire treatment explaining everything. Um so, yeah, three days ago I read The Lost Bible. Had never read it before. Um, got to find out um, so many things. But I, I want to say that the most important thing is that it was it was pitch time. Everybody's pitching everything. Um, Hold so, on, did you read this on the internet or, like, do you have a physical copy? I have a PDF, copy? physical copy, okay. that has all the – it's literally like a script page Xeroxed. Okay. Um, and all of the – uh, rumors about it that I had heard over the years were all in there. It was all, it was like, it was one of the most mind blowing reads for me. I literally turned off the TV and was glued to it. Um, and so Damon Lindelof and JJ created this pitch, but you should know that the show existed before them, that a head exec at ABC was just like, I want a show on an Island. I want it to be kind of like Castaway. Who's got an idea? 
So that was how it started. Okay. It was not an idea that J.J. Abrams came up with. J.J. Abrams was deep into Alias at this point. Yeah. They contacted him and they were like, you wouldn't want to do a fucking show about an island. And, and he was like, give me like a day and I'll think about it. And he came back and he was like, let me read what you got. And they read the script and was like, this is garbage. And he was like, give me and my writing partner a little bit of time and we'll come up with a pitch. Um, so again, the wheels were already in motion. There was like already a start date. It was like time to go. Okay. Um, and so basically Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams wrote this. It's really crazy, actually. They wrote it as a pitch and you can just see the the mechanisms working. First of all, it's not pitched like, here's a crazy show about fucking crazy town island sci-fi ideas, blah, 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 blah. It was, here's a show on an island that can be a procedural. One week it can be a cop show. One week it can be a lawyer show. One week it can be a criminal show. The flashbacks will let us do what's right. popular on TV right now, be it ER. And all these things are being listed, like other shows' names. It's going to be one week it can be like um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. One week it can, you know what I mean? And, yeah, that's, yeah. and you can see that reflected. Yeah. Um, and they're like, we promise... The mysteries aren't going to overtake the show. Complete lie. It's completely not what happened. They were like, this is a show. This is the most wild statement. This is a show that a person can tune into week to week, having never seen it and enjoy an adventure yeah. on the island. I was, I was going to say earlier that like, I feel like a huge part of the reason that the show hasn't gotten like renewed generations of fandom is that like, you can't play the show in syndication. Like you can't just like pop in on like season four and like watch an episode and have any idea what the fuck is going on. Right. Um, so that went out the window, That's but again, JJ Abrams went out the window. He only produced it from afar. So like any idea that he had about it, because what do we know so, about? But like when I think of Lost, I think of J.J. Abrams. Like he's so that's that's the trick. Intimately fucking associated. with And it. that's how what a fucking bad robot became so famous because they produced the whole show. What a goddamn lotto ticket that was. Oh, and you want to hear what that cuck did even more so is fucking when push came to shove and people were like. Who knew what about what? Who wrote what when? Lindelof and Cuse had to take all the fire, and J.J. Abrams was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> he was, like, completely hands-off at that point. Like, get me away from this He disaster. was like, come see 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, so um, Lindelof and Abrams' treatment is very much just, like, a straightforward economical pitch on what could make the show viable. They're like, okay— We'll take it outside for a little bit, and then when the money runs out, we'll just happen to find some caves on the island, and and that'll be our home set. They called it, which right. is the yeah, yeah. and um, so it was all economics, and right. it was geniusly put together. And that is, if you want to give J.J. Abrams credit for anything, which I'm a pretty big fan of his work outside of Star Wars. Um, um, if you want to give him credit for anything, he's like Spielberg in his economics. He understands like what's going to fly and what's not more often than not. Again, not Star Wars. Keep, yeah. Keep, keep <laughs> yeah. episode seven out of your mind. But if you look at, even no, at, I'm just dude, thinking about Cloverfield. Well, if you Cloverfield, that was a marketing exercise. Yeah. Um, uh, the entire Cloverfield trilogy is, is just mar I've, marketing. I've, ideas. I've never gotten more 
apeshit for a fucking trailer than the, the day right. that fucking surprise Cloverfield trailer dropped. J.J. Abrams invented what was known at the time as the mystery box. People were obsessed with this notion that you could put things into movies and TVs that were mysterious. And like that was like a new idea. And it blew people's fucking minds. There were articles like the front page of a magazine would be like J.J.'s mystery box. And it'd be like J.J. Abrams like holding a question mark box. Um, and it really <laughs> like got out of control. Riddler. When in, when what the treatment shows is that it, they were pitching a show. He's like, here's how we can save money. In hopes to get it picked up. Right. Um, now, to answer the real question in your mind, the, the mystery element of it. What do they explain? What don't they explain? Let me let me tee this up by saying one more thing. I don't want to know what they do and don't explain. I'm not I want to say I want to know what they knew. How I'm, far? I'm going to tell you. Right. So uh, fi- final comment. That, and that this is very important, and this is why I'm bringing this all up on a season one Lost Pod episode. Um, so s- season one, I went back and watched right before the end of the show because that is what I – I mean I had watched it 75 times. You know, like think think too that when every season of Lost ended, the DVD came out. Right. Obviously I would buy it. Yeah. And then I would watch that like 15 times. Did they have commentaries and shit? Oh, yeah. Everything. And then – Yeah, I'm going to need that. I would watch that 15 times. And then when the new season came out, I'd already seen the other one so many times. So I hadn't seen season one in a while. And when you watch season one of Lost, um, there are so many answers right there. And lines and moments that are contain some of the biggest moments of foreshadowing to the point where back then when I watched it, I was like, they did know. They knew all along that that these things were going to happen. And that's why they say these weird things in season one. And that's why there's one conversation in particular that I will bring back when we get to the end of the show where two characters in the first season of Lost explain the entire mystery like that. Okay. And they do it face to face to each other. They're not talking about the mysteries of the island. Can I can I make a prediction of what that is? No, because I'm not I don't you I don't want you to see the look on my face. It doesn't matter. Okay. The point is that when you watch both mirrored, I really don't because I don't want to give anything away okay. w- away to you in that regard. Because like I, I'm I'm really enjoying the like I know how many episodes are left, which is a shit ton. Shit but ton. I'm still like in my head already have it like this was important. Uh-huh. Like there have been so many moments where I'm just like this feels just slightly out of place enough that I feel like this is so crucial to the entire thing. They definitely make you feel that way a lot. Yeah. And sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. And what I'm trying to explain to you in terms of the first season rewatch is that I had it backwards because I at that time didn't read the Lost Bible. What I thought was and and I think this is kind of genius of the writers is that I thought by watching it, these things mirror each other. They were written at, you know, all out. They were like, we're going to put this scene in so that later you can be like, fuck, they Whereas knew the whole really, time. They wrote it based on what had happened. The people <laughs> in seasons three, four, and five must have watched seasons one and two 500 right. times. Yeah. And they were given the keys to the kingdom. And they were, you know, given these mysteries that had some baked in answers, but really they were... It was they were tasked with how to answer these things as best they could. Um, it was a reflective writing process of like, look at what we said here. We have to pay that off. Also, these people were the fan theories and they must have been listening. Right. I mean, there were d- things and there's one joke in particular late into the show that was lifted directly from the Internet. And you can see that back and forth playing. 
that must have changed the trajectory of certain things in the show, unfortunately. Um, what did they know? They knew that it was a fucking mystery island with a mystery monster on it. What did they know about the monster? We're not going to tell you is what it literally says in the document, which means they don't know. Yeah. But don't worry about it because it is not going to be a big thing. That's one of the biggest lies in the document. Right. Um, they were like, this is an island that uh, is not on any map, that you cannot access, that is ancient, that has evidence of many people who've done many things on it throughout time, including a large corporate company that has done many science experiments on it and is very bureaucratic and stilted and uh, stuck in like the 60s, 70s and in their aesthetic and they have bases throughout the whole island that have mysteries in them maybe maybe not they have more hatches there's one hatch there's a few it's basically all the ideas from season one and two and it's like it's genius because it does leave so much to fill in because once you have the template of mystery island let's create some new ones right you know what i mean like so yes it's disappointing that they didn't know the finish line. But if you understand the history behind it, it the argument is that they shouldn't have been expected to. Yeah, and I mean, it was dude, unprecedented. The argument against that is like, uh, like the guy's name escapes me, but like heroes, the, they knew the finish line from the pitch meeting, right, day one, and right. it didn't fucking matter. They weren't able to execute it. Right, good like, point. And if we never knew anything about these writers, if if movies and TV were just an unbound mystery where, where it was unaccredited, I mean, you never know any of these things. You never have an answer. So even the fact that I'm telling you, don't let that, like, temper your expectations. Like, okay, they didn't know everything off the bat. And there's a lot I'm keeping from you that was in that document that I think is telegraphed further slightly than the second season. But what you should take out of this from a positive view is that the people who came in to do the latter half of the show were way more interested in making it something just insane right. and and something that had people writing math books, people writing huge blogs, people just obsessing to unheard of degrees and and I think those later writers did a fantastic job with creating and and tail ending the mysteries uh, in interesting ways and also like I said keeping an eye on the first season and how the show started and never betraying the mysteries that are keeping you coming and interested in the show in the first place. Sweet. I'm excited to finish season six next week. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the first season of Lost? Yeah. The, the reason for the season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would first like to thank our sponsor. Today is not a Seagram's Escape uh, day they actually took a week off um, today we have a music sponsor uh, the band is called Driveshaft and this is their number one hit you all everybody you all everybody 